Join us now for Health for Life, brought to you by Hamilton Healthcare System. Today, we're talking with Dr. Eric Turner of People's Cancer Institute in Dalton. Dr. Turner's a board-certified medical oncologist and medical director of People's Cancer Institute. Dr. Turner specializes in adult cancer and hematology disorders. He completed his internal medicine residency at the University of Virginia Health System in Charlottesville, Virginia, and his medical oncology hematology fellowship training at the University of North Carolina School of Medicine in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Dr. Turner practiced medical oncology in Calhoun, Georgia for 15 years before joining Hamilton People's Cancer Institute at 1215 Memorial Drive on the campus of Hamilton Medical Center. Dr. Turner, can you tell me and all of our listeners more about People's Cancer Institute? Yeah, I'd be happy to. It's on Memorial Drive right there on the campus. You know, the whole idea behind People's Cancer Institute was to bring diagnostic and treatment services under one roof. That was ultimately, when you look at cancer centers, the efficiency of delivering cancer care is much better when all of the physicians, the ancillary services, and the diagnostic, uh, as much diagnostic imaging as you can have, are under one roof. And that's really uh, the, the idea behind it. At the PCI, our medical oncologists are in the building our radiation oncologists are in the building, all of our clinical support staff like social work, our uh, dietitian, and uh, our other support services are all under that one roof. And so it just allows for a more efficient and more comprehensive cancer care model. And so we're really proud of that. I really feel like we are transforming. Our goal is to transform the uh, cancer care in the region. Not only do we want to have our multidisciplinary team taking care of patients in Dalton and, and the surrounding county, but we really uh, want our outreach to be regional. Well, you were, you mentioned social workers. Mm-hmm. Now that uh, helps families, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, having a diagnosis of cancer has a lot, there's a lot of things that, that go along with that, and it affects not only the patient, but it affects their, their family, um, it affects their lives in general. And so it's really important to have social work be able to set up whatever services you may need. That may be something as simple as a gas card for transport back and forth to the center so you can get treatment or assistance with disability, just various things like that. There's so many things that uh, Midge Gibson, our social worker, she's outstanding. We love having her there and she, she works so hard, but just does a great job with our patients trying to make sure that they have access to cancer care and to everything that they need to get their cancer taken care of. That would be such a scary thing to go to the doctor and find out that you have cancer. And it's wonderful to have yeah, People's Cancer absolutely. Institute in Dalton, Georgia. Yeah, yes, um, absolutely. Thank you so much. We're we're really excited about it. Um, you know, Hamilton Medical Center and PCI ranked in the top 10% in the nation for patient safety for cancer care. As well, I kind of said earlier, we want to approach it from a patient standpoint. Mm-hmm. We want your experience from the time you pull into the parking lot through the front door, the first people you meet, the receptionists, all the way through your journey in that building, we want it to feel like family. And that's really what we strive to do. I tell you, that is a beautiful building. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. And, yeah. and the architecture and the way that uh, uh, you guys put that thing together, just absolutely fabulous. Yeah, it, it really is. And uh, it's state of the art, all of the equipment, the radiation center, um, we have the capability of basically performing any radiation technique there is. Um, our linear true beam accelerator, we can do brachytherapy beads, we can do stereotactic body radiation for small spots. The, the radiation oncologists there are outstanding, top-notch and guys. Those radiation guys, uh, I was talking with one 
someone the other day, they were talking about how they can just pinpoint that yeah. and, and, and not harm any other cells around it, but just yeah. get that cancer. Right. That's exactly right. And then, so the, you know, there's various techniques that we use for radiation. Um, the kind of the, what most people think of as radiation is called external beam radiation, where you, you use computers to, to mark tumors and irradiate. But sometimes if that tumor is small enough, for example, let's say a patient has like a tiny uh, half inch or one inch lung cancer mm-hmm. and it's isolated and that's it. Sometimes patients will go to surgery, but sometimes they may not be a candidate. Say they have some other health issue, a heart right. problem or something, sure. then they're not a surgical candidate. Well, what do you do? Well, as opposed to going in and taking chemotherapy and getting sick and all that, you can actually take those concentrated beams, what we call SBRT, stereotactic body radiation therapy, and they can hone that in and in essence, more or less be equivalent to a surgical technique and really get good results and and very little side effects. So this kind of pinpoint accuracy, this is just non-evasive. That's correct. It's a, it's not so you don't have to go in with a surgical approach in those situations and they 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 hone in with that radiation beam and and destroy those cancer cells right there and again there's not really in those situations the collateral damage is a is a minimal. And so um it's it's really a great technique to have and we have the ability to do that at PCI. Well, let me ask you another question about cancer. Does it grow really fast? I mean, once you find cancer, it just does it just seem like it just grows and grows? Yeah, so that really depends on the type of cancer. Pathologists look at the cancer. They can actually give you an indication of how aggressive that tumor may be behaving. The genetics of the cancer, and that's one of the, the areas of active research, is trying to look at how the genes are mutated within cancers. And sometimes that can give us an indication of how aggressive the cancer might grow. But it varies a little bit. Some cancers are very uh, active and grow very quickly. Others are much more indolent. So, for instance, sometimes a patient, if you were diagnosed with a what we call a low-grade lymphoma, some of those patients actually don't ever have to undergo therapy because they grow so slowly that odds are some other medical condition is going to do you harm before that lymphoma. So once in a while, you'll run into that situation where you know it's, it's such a slow-growing cancer that it really is not harmful to you um, or that the treatment may be minimal. But there are, on the other end of that spectrum, are the very rapidly growing cancers that you have to do something about quickly. Uh, Let's talk about breast cancer. How does breast cancer occur? Tell me about breast cancer. Yeah, breast cancer, like any other malignancy, basically happens when cells start to abnormally divide and they can divide continually sometimes in a rapid fashion. And when that happens over time, you basically start to develop a spot. That spot will destroy healthy tissue um, and eventually usually manifest as something that you can feel within the breast. Are there symptoms of breast cancer? There can be. One of the important things to understand also with uh, breast cancer is that it's early detection. Ultimately, the most important part in understanding breast cancer are screening mammograms. And that's what you know everyone really needs to keep in mind is that you can have spots within the breast that are very, very small that you cannot feel. Just like we were talking about earlier with some malignancies, you just don't know they're there. And so what we know is that the earlier you can catch the breast cancer, the more likely we can cure it. And so having a yearly mammogram when it's time for screening is a very important thing for for women to consider doing. Now, symptoms-wise, yes, if it is not detected by mammogram or if it's a rapidly growing tumor and gets large enough, sometimes it's just a spot, just Mm -hmm. a lump in the breast. But you can have other signs and symptoms. You can have 
discharge from the nipple complex. You can have dimpling or retraction of the skin where you see sort of a, a dimple within the skin. Sometimes the skin will get red, um, sort of an inflamed look. Uh, sometimes the breast will become swollen. So there are some signs and symptoms that uh, are, are, you know, telltale for breast cancer. But again, some of those you don't have, and it really comes down to screening screening and imaging and finding them really early. Well, are all breast cancers lumped cancers? Um, yeah, I mean, for the most part, the vast majority will present as a lump or mass. There are some very aggressive types of breast cancer, like inflammatory breast cancer, which actually can get inside the lymphatic channels of the breast and really spread throughout the throughout the breast. And sometimes those are less mass-like and mm-hmm. sort of more all-encompassing of the breast tissue as well as even the skin of the breast. But they grow fast. Those tend to grow fast, they yes. Grow fast. yes. Now, can men have breast cancer? Men can have breast cancer. Um, women are a hundredfold more likely to have breast cancer by virtue of, one, more breast tissue, and secondly, estrogen. So estrogen is often a, a feeding stimulus that can create you know, and cause breast cancer. So one of the other reasons women tend to have more breast cancer cases than men has to do with, uh, you know, hormone, hormone levels. Now, what are the risk factors for breast cancer? Yeah, so um, so there are definitely some uh, risk factors there. I think first one being older age, you know, generally speaking, cancer as just a general statement tends to be in, involve older older individuals. And that's no, no, really no different with breast cancer. Um, women over the age of 50, 55 are, are at higher risk. But with that said, we see plenty of it in, you know, late 20s, early 30-year-olds. You know, you have to be cognizant of it for sure. Family history, especially a first-degree relative. So if, uh, if it's a mother or sister, a daughter that has breast cancer, that increases your risk. Genetics can cause breast cancer. So there, there are mutations that people carry, inherited mutations that increase your risk uh, of having breast cancer as well. And one of the things we're doing uh, at the PCI is instituting a genetics program, um, a personal history of breast cancer. If you have breast cancer um, yourself, you're always at increased risk of having uh, a second breast cancer, whether it be, even though the, the cancer was eliminated, even though you eliminate it, even if, uh, uh, you know, if you had a mastectomy, for instance, the other breast is still at risk. If you had a lumpectomy, that same breast or the other breast would be at risk. So yeah, you have definitely have a, uh, an increased risk over your lifetime of having a second malignancy. Race can play a role. Caucasian women are uh, more likely than other races to have breast cancer. Post-radiation. So if let's say uh, you had radiation therapy for something else, Hodgkin's lymphoma, you know, you're you're 18 years old, you're diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, and you get radiation on your chest wall as a female. When you're 30, 40 years old, that radiation therapy theoretically can cause you to have an increased risk of breast cancer because the breasts were in the field of radiation back when you were 18. Mm-hmm. So as you go forward uh, in time, if you've had radiation therapy to your chest for something like lymphoma or a lung cancer or a thyroid cancer, your risk of breast cancer is higher. So you have to you know, pay attention to that. And there are other factors. Um, how many pregnancies you've had or whether you've had a pregnancy can affect it. Uh, these are hormonal-related things. So if you've had, uh, if you start your menstrual flow before age 12 or if you're late uh, in, in stopping it, say, after age 55, those are increased risk factors for breast cancer. For breast cancer. Yeah, because your body has seen more years of estrogen. And, again, estrogen can be a driving force for breast cancer. So uh, so your your hormonal history also plays a big role in what your, your risks are. And the other thing that I think is important is uh, obesity and lifestyle. Obesity 
in essence can increase estrogen levels and you can have increased risk for breast cancer. So encouraging, you know, active lifestyle and weight loss, which is important for many reasons, is very important in breast cancer as well. So it's one of the risk factors. What about smoking? Smoking data, they're actually, it's not nearly as strong as it is with lung cancer, for instance, but there's actually some literature out there looking at both smoking as well as alcohol, that there is probably some association with that. And so, yeah, that's a, it's a great question. Again, not as strongly associated as it is with some other types of cancers like lung or throat cancer. But um, again, same sort of thing as we were just talking about with weight, less alcohol and not smoking. And for, for many, many reasons, those are good things to avoid. How is breast cancer found? Yeah, I think the most important aspect of that really comes down to uh, screening test. And so the most common way for screening for breast cancer would be through a routine yearly screening mammogram as we talked about earlier. There are other imaging um, modalities as well, uh, sometimes depending on the risk of breast cancer or sometimes a say uh, for dense breast, we have to turn to MRIs of the breast, which is very sensitive for picking up breast cancers, ultrasounds, and other techniques. So there are various techniques. Uh, like I said, the backbone of that would be mammogram. Before we let you leave, let me ask you if there's anything that you would like to leave our listeners with, maybe a word of advice, what would that be? Yeah, I think as we've talked about today, the, the word of advice really is to see your doctor, Stay up on your screenings. Ultimately, you need to discuss routine screenings, and that's for all cancer types, whether it be mammogram, colonoscopies for colorectal cancer, pap smears for female cancers, PSA checks, prostate checks, or if you're a a smoker and at high risk for lung cancer, there are low-dose CT scans uh, that we do at Hamilton Diagnostics to detect lung cancer in the early stages for higher curability. So really making sure you're up to date on your screening for cancer, that's, that's the most important thing. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Turner. For more information or an appointment at People's Cancer Institute, call 844-PCI-HOPE, 844-PCI-HOPE. H-O-P-E. To make an appointment for a 3D mammogram, call 706-272-6565. Call 706-272-6565. And to learn more about People's Cancer Institute, visit hamiltonhealth.com slash cancer. This program in no way seeks to diagnose or treat illness or to replace professional medical care. Please see your health care provider if you have a health problem. Thank you for listening to Health for Life, a presentation of Hamilton Healthcare System. 